630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Well, the Minnesota Wild trying to do the Edmonton Oilers a favor tonight. 15 minutes into the game, the Wild lead the Sharks 1-0. The Oilers four back of San Jose for first in the Pacific Division. Of course, Edmonton one point ahead of the fourth place place Flames. Calgary in trouble tonight, trailing Washington 3-1 with 15 minutes left. As we look at your scoreboard for Crystal Glass, for all your glass needs, visit Crystal Glass today. Or call 310 Glass today. I combined the uh, website (laughs) with the phone number one. My apologies to the good people at Crystal Glass. 310 Glass today. Senators leading the Bruins 2-1 early in the third. Also in the third period, Penguins and Sabres 1-1. Rangers and Devils 2-2. In the second period, Detroit up 1-0 on Montreal. Coyotes and Lightning are tied at 2. Panthers and Hurricanes are tied at 3. No score between the Flyers and the Jets. In the first period, scoreless between the Canucks and the Blackhawks and the Blues and the Avalanche just getting underway. Busy night in the NHL and a couple of results looking good for the Edmonton Oilers. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chad. You can text 630-630. You can call 780-496-0063. In the uh, first game of the Chinook Hockey League final, that's the senior AAA league here in Alberta, uh, Ryan Smith was hit late right after Smith scored a goal. Uh, Smith now plays for the Stony Plain Eagles. He was hit by Kyle Sheen. Smith injured on the play. He's hoping to play in Game 5 on Friday back in Lacombe. The series is tied 2-2 with the visiting team having won every game. Kyle Sheen was uh, automatically suspended because he took a match penalty on the play. The suspension coming down, uh, it's now decided 16 games. 16-game suspension for Kyle Sheen of the Lacombe Generals. And to discuss that, I'm pleased to be joined by the president of the Chinook Hockey League, Jerry Muse. Jerry, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for... I'm doing very well. Thanks for making time for me. Obviously, there's been a lot to talk about with the Chinook Hockey League over the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, you know, you had the, the, the hit in the game... Uh, about a week and a half ago, the suspension has come down. Uh, Kyle Sheen of the Lacombe Generals is going to sit out 16 games. That's a pretty eye-popping number, uh, Jerry. Can you tell us what went into this decision and how that number was arrived at? There was a lot of uh, conversation between myself and uh, Jamie Somm, Senior Council Chair, and uh, a couple other people from Hockey Alberta. Uh, we kicked it back and forth with a, a couple of conference calls. Um, there was some determining factors after watching the video several times that uh, the time of the goal being scored and the time of the hit, um, Kyle Sheen was skating towards the net where Ryan Smith was coming across the net. Kyle Sheen turned directly into him and hit him. He had a choice of uh, going straight or turning the other way, but he definitely turned his feet and came into and made head contact. 
one of the other factors was uh, last year in the playoffs, Kyle Sheen um, took out another player with a hit, a knee-on-knee hit that was out of the play too. It wasn't during the play. It was during a line change. So those two big factors weighed, weighed heavily in on, on the decision. Um, the fact of who the player was wasn't, wasn't a, a factor for us. It was the action um, and the extent of the injuries. Okay, so so 16 games was, was the result of that. So, so Sheen had been suspended before. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I've heard that there was some, some taunting to the Stony Plain uh, bench after the hit on Smith. Uh, is, is that true? And if so, did that figure into the suspension? Yes, that did too. Um, that didn't show in the video, but I was at the game, uh, so was Jamie Somm, uh, and pretty well everybody in the crowd had to have seen that. The referees were trying to get him get him um, away from any of the Stony Plain players, as you can imagine. There was a few of them that wanted to get near him. And they didn't want to get him off the ice because he would have had to skate basically by the front of, front of the uh, Lacombe net. And so he stood at center ice and extended both of his arms and, and waved his hands uh, a gesture, come and get me. Um, he has apologized for that. He said it was a, a, a low low part of the game and he wished he hadn't have done it, but he did do it and it did show a lot of disrespect. Okay, well, thanks for clarifying that. We, you know, it's uh, this is getting a lot of attention because it involved a very popular ex-Edmonton oiler who's playing in the Chinook League, Jerry. Which, I mean... Does this happen all the time? Is this a dirty league where you're often dealing with incidents like that, or or would you describe this as unusual? It's a rough league. Um, this type of hit's unusual. Um, I wouldn't call it a dirty league in comparison to other senior leagues. I am involved in another senior league, and, and that league per game has way more uh, penalties and suspensions than the Chinook Hockey League. Uh, this year handed out very few suspensions, uh, nothing nothing major other than, than one incident we did have and, and that one was dealt with and that was off the ice, it had nothing to do with the game either. And basically it's a, it's a clean league, it's rough, it's fast, uh, full of a lot of ex-pros, so they've played the, the game at a competitive level. And they play hard, and they're playing for an Allen Cup, which is which is a big thing. Jerry Muse joining us inside sports on six thirty. Chet, he's the president of the of the Chinook Hockey League. Uh, I, I mean, everybody in this league is a quote unquote regular guy now, right? I mean, they're they're, yeah. they're working, they have families, um, so. But, I mean, hockey's an intense game. A lot of these guys have played pro and have histories of being tough and all that stuff. Who, I mean, is, is there fighting? Do the players, are, are they still able to police themselves? Or, or you know, how, does that, how, does, how is the intensity handled? Yes, there's still, there's still fighting that, uh, that happens in, in the Chinook League. It's not, it's not common. It's not every night. Um, so there are times when, when players feel it's necessary to fight. It's part of the game. And again, like I said, it's, it's a rough league, but it's not a, it's not a goon league. It's not a dirty league. All right. 
what what did it mean to to have Ryan Smith join Stony Plain last season and and play in the Chinook League? You know, that was a, a real big uh, boost for senior hockey throughout the whole province, not just the Chinook League, but to have a player of that caliber want to play, want to compete for that Allen Cup, um, want to play for a national championship. So it was it was a big deal, and uh, it it helped helped opposing teams. Uh, Last year in the playoffs, Fort Saskatchewan was filling their arena where they had struggled in the past with getting fans. So it was it was a big deal. Do you worry that you know because an ex NHLer was hit like this that it could deter retired players in the future from wanting to play in the Chinook League? Oh, definitely. I think there's guys out there that would reconsider that thought, but I think the guys who who want to continue playing hockey after their pro careers and play for something other than just be playing in a beer league. These guys, again, like I said, are competing for the Allen Cup. So I think the guys that really want to play and compete at that level, uh, I don't think it will deter them. All right, and what can you tell us a little bit about the series between Lacombe and Stony Plain, you know, other other than this incident that has led to the suspension? These are two old rivals once again going at it in the final. Well, it's been an interesting series. Uh, the series is tied 2-2, but there really hasn't been any close games. They've all been two, three, four goal games, which surprises me. I expected the series to be to be pretty tight. It's been back and forth, and the games just seem to open up for for one team for one reason or another, and and the scores have been been uh, quite a differential in them, so which is a little surprising to me, but I'm not surprised the series is tied 2-2. All right. Well, I'll keep an eye on it for sure. And, and Jerry, I do appreciate you coming on and talking about this. Uh, I know it's uh, it's had your league in, in the spotlight for obviously a tough reason, but thanks for clarifying your thought process in making this decision. We do appreciate your time. Okay, thank you, Reed. All right, that's Jerry Muse. He's the president of the Chinook Hockey League. So some details there on the 16-game suspension for Kyle Sheen of the Lacombe Generals uh, for the hit on Ryan Smith in Game 1 back on March 11th. I'm going to say this here before I, I read a couple of text messages that I received during that interview, and you can text 63630 or call seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I saw the hit. Uh, it was late. Uh, it, it was dirty in my mind, and it was definitely deserving of a suspension. I think 16, myself, this is my opinion, I think 16 games is excessive. I think Kyle should have been suspended for the rest of the series or maybe just the rest of the season where you say even if your team makes the Allen Cup, you can't play. I didn't think it needed to go into next season. Quite frankly, I think probably the Stony Plain Eagles would have been happy with that, but Hockey Alberta, which was really behind this in conjunction with the Chinook League, decides that it's 16 games. You heard the, the, the reasoning there. Uh, one person texting in saying, why would a guy take out the player bringing fans into the arena? Certainly Ryan Smith has helped the profile of the Chinook Hockey League. Another texter writes in and says, it's wrong to demonize this hockey player and hang him out to dry. Had Ryan Smith been John Smith, we wouldn't be talking about this. You're right. If this had been any other player than Ryan Smith, it probably wouldn't be talked about, or at least not to this extent. Having said that, I don't think that this that that Sheen is being demonized for this hit. I, I think if he had hit another player who wasn't an ex NHLer, he still would have been punished. 
and you heard the reasoning there given by the president of the league that he was suspended for four games last year for taking a kneeing measure in the in the playoffs. He taunted the Stony Plain bench after the hit. He and as as Muse said, Sheen did apologize that, but he did taunt the bench, and that all went into the 16 game suspension. Um, and I think we also have to accept, and I covered senior hockey for several years when I worked in, in Lloyd Minster, and I remain interested in it. And there are players who go well past the line, especially given that level of hockey, and do things that are disrespectful. And that happens in the NHL, and it happens in the Chinook Hockey League. You would hope that it wouldn't happen in the Chinook Hockey League, that there would maybe be the realization, hey, guys, we can go out there, we can hit, we can play hard, we can maybe fight occasionally if we have to, but we have to remember that we're all getting up in the morning and going to work. And I think in this case, Kyle Sheen and other players have crossed that line and should be punished for it. I think we also have to take into account Sheen's history and that in a preseason game playing against Nate this season, against Nate, a college team, uh, he cross-checked a player in the face and was given a five-minute major for cross-checking and thrown out of the game. I'm not demonizing him. I'm presenting the facts of his history as a player on the ice. I don't know him as a person. I'm sure he's a great guy. But he deserved to be punished for this hit on Smith, whether it was Ryan Smith or whether it was Warren Mulvey or whoever. That's just a fact and a fact of the game. Yes, you're right. We're talking about it because it's a popular ex-oiler. But having said that, welcome to reality. That's, that's what happens with, with celebrity, with having your name out there. 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. It's Inside Sports on Chad. Hey, this is Jordan Eberle from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. All right, goal for the Calgary Flames. Four and a half minutes left in Washington. The Capitals still up 3-2. We'll keep an eye on that one. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Tomorrow, this will be fun. We have a hockey game. The face-off show will be at 6.30. The game between the Oilers and the Ducks will start at 8. We're going to have a half-hour edition of Inside Sports, an abbreviated edition, as I like to call it. So it's basically like Inspa. Warren finally got it. Uh, The guest will be someone else named Warren, but not you, Warren Mulvey. Warren Moon will be on the show. How about that? Canadian football and pro football Hall of Famer. Of course, uh, Warren Moon is in this uh, at CFL Week in Regina. They got 60 CFL stars there taking part in various uh, fan events, and they're doing all the photo shoots and all that stuff. Quarterback Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos is there, and he's being asked a lot of questions. What are you going to do without Darrell Walker, who's left for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Well, Riley says one player in particular has a good shot at replacing Walker. Brandon Zilstra is a guy that I saw last year in Florida during our mini camp, and I was like, this guy I think could be pretty good. And, uh, you know, similar situation, had to be on the PR, uh, just wasn't a spot for him. When you got Darrell and Adarius as your two American guys, like, you're not taking their job. Um, so it took a while before he actually got to get on the field, but when he did, like, the last four weeks of the year or whatever it was, um, you know, he showed some serious potential. Well, Zilstra did look good for the Eskimos, and it was funny with Walker back in in, uh, 2015. Warren, you remember that. He was on the practice roster for six weeks, and then he starts playing, and everybody's like, 
Why was he not playing the whole time? And Zilcher was kind of the same deal last year. Once he gets into the lineup, why was this guy not playing the whole time? So hopefully, uh, I mean, they're going to miss Walker, but I think Zilcher has some potential. Uh, you know, they signed Vidal Hazelton from uh, from Toronto, and Brian Mitchell, a guy who's been on the practice roster, might have a chance as well. You can get more on the Eskimos on the Eskimos page on 630chad.com. Washington getting a power play here. Four minutes left. They're up 3-2 on Calgary. They're going to try to put that one away. What a dramatic gold medal win for the Pandas hockey team on the weekend. Two members of the National Championship Club in studio when we get back. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. All right, it's over in Washington. The Capitals beat the Flames 4-2. That keeps Calgary a point behind the Oilers in the Pacific Division, also a point behind Anaheim. The Oilers and the Ducks each have a game in hand, which they will make up tomorrow in Anaheim. Also on your scoreboard, Senators 3, Bruins 2, 6 minutes left. With a minute left, the Penguins are up 3-1 on the Sabres. Crosby scored a beauty in that game that you'll be seeing on highlight reels for days to come. Rangers and Devils 2-2 with six minutes left. Early in the third, the Lightning up 3-2 on the Coyotes, and Detroit leads Montreal 1-0, and the Panthers and Hurricanes are tied 3-3. Second period, Winnipeg and Philly tied at 1. Wild still up 1-0 on the Sharks. The Oilers will want the Wild to win that game, so Edmonton stays within four points of the Sharks for first in the Pacific. The Canucks are up 1-0 on the Blackhawks early in the second period, and in the first, the Avalanche lead the Blues. One nothing. My name is Reed Wilkins. This is Inside Sports on 630 Ched. I have a text here from Jeff who says, Reed, why is it that the Oilers don't use more of a 50-50 goaltender rotation? If something to happen to Cam or if he gets burned out, the Oilers would be in a world of hurt. That is from Jeff. Well, to answer that question, I'm going to bring in one of the hottest goaltenders in the country right now from the U of A Pandas hockey team. It's Lindsay Post. Lindsay, why aren't they using more of a 50-50 rotation? Um, I would say when your goalie is on, on a roll, you got to stick with them. When they're hot, they're hot. All right. So I think we're going to see Talbot quite a bit. Lindsay Post is in studio, goaltender for the U of A Pandas hockey team, joined by Taylor Kazama, defenseman for the U of A Pandas hockey team. Oh, and all you did on Sunday, Taylor, was score the national championship winning goal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. That's exactly what you did. How did that feel? It felt amazing. Like, it was a big experience for me, and, like, nothing's going to feel better than that moment. You don't have to blush right now. It's okay. You're just talking to old Reed Wilkins and my 14 listeners on the radio, all right? <laughs> Plus, you've been on TV all day, haven't you? Uh, once. Just once. <laughs> um, all right, who are you playing in the final? Uh, McGill. McGill, so they're pretty good? Yeah. So it's 1-1. It's in double overtime. Taylor, tell us about the play. Um, well, their player actually ended up passing it pretty much right to me, and then I just skated in in my third... Wow. First thought was shoot. So then I shot it, and then it got a lucky deflection off their defense, and it went in the net. So off a defenseman's leg and goes in? I think so, yeah. It thinks you just all of a sudden saw it go in. Did you go nuts? Uh, well, actually, I didn't know it went in until Alex Posnikoff started celebrating because she was, like, right in front of the net. And then I saw her celebrating, and I'm like, oh, it must have went in. And then I started, yeah. Now, are you a pretty offensive defenseman? Is this normal for you to join the rush and get a goal? Um... Join the rush, not get a goal. (laughs) How many goals did you have this year? Two. Two. And one won the gold medal. Yep. 
All right. Well, that was pretty incredible. Uh, Lindsay, you made 40 saves. and You were tournament MVP, were you not? Yeah. That was pretty surprising. <laughs> How come? Well, I just... I think just the semifinal, like it, I didn't face that many shots and let in two early goals, but just coming back from maybe not my best game to playing one of the best games of my career in the final, which was amazing. Now, did you know you were, you know, quote unquote, locked in early in the final, or how did you feel? Um, all game long, I was just saying that this is my last game as a panda, and you just have to go out and have fun pretty much and play the best that you can today because it's your last time wearing this jersey. Now, I want to ask you about that because I know there are some people that have a theory that sometimes teams with a lot of fifth-year players don't do well because they kind of have that freak-out moment at some point in the season. It's my last year. It's my last game. Did you ever have those moments where you maybe had to calm yourself down and remind yourself, okay, just try to treat it like another season? Uh, Yeah, like I tried to just take it shot by shot, period by period. Um my goalie coach sent me some nice words of advice before our even our Can West um, semi uh, sem- Can West final, um, and so I just brought that um, to my games at nationals and having the experience in my third year to go to nationals and how nervous I was that year, um, it made coming for the second time just I was way more relaxed and way more focused on just the team I had behind me was so positive it was like an incredible experience and they made it pretty easy to stay calm in the net throughout the whole game all right uh now you this was your you hadn't won nationals before right was no. it 08 or 0 and it was 2010 was 2010 the last was the last panels, one yeah. for the panda so that's a long time for yeah. U of a hockey team to go without winning so you 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 felt that pressure as well uh, Lindsay what was your view of the game winning goal um I just saw it I didn't see it like go in but I saw it bounce off the back of the net and was just in shock I didn't know where to skate to because some girls were coming off the bench to hug me first and some girls had skated off to go congratulate Kazama so I just I went to the bench got tackled for a bit there and then tried eventually made it down to the far end of the ice and then I was so out of breath just bent over it trying to catch my breath before like hugging all my teammates it was just a surreal experience Taylor do you have the puck yeah, it's in my stall. It's in your stall back yeah. at the at Claire Drake Arena. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you go and fish it out, or who got it for you? Um, I don't know. At the end of the game, they just gave it to me and said, congrats. Uh, Taylor, where are you from? I'm from Camrose, Alberta. And you're, this was your first year? Yeah. So we got Lindsay playing her last game, and you playing, getting a championship in your first season. When did you start playing hockey, Taylor? Uh, I started when I was seven Eight or nine, one of those ages. Okay, so before you were ten, <laughs> hey, don't don't expect details uh, and answers, everybody. They're university <laughs> students, forty-eight hours removed from a national title. I'm sure they've been enjoying themselves. Uh, so, so, Taylor, uh, who uh, like who got you into the game? Was it a, a personal interest, a parent, or or a sibling, or how'd you get started? Um, well, I actually originally started figure skating, and then my brother played hockey, and I was like, I really want to try this. Like, it looks like so much fun. So then I did a year of figure skating and hockey, and my parents said you have to choose one or the other because like you're just way too busy. Like, it, there's not enough time to do both. So then I was like, I like hockey better. So. Now, were you playing on a girls' team all the time, or did you ever have to play on a boys' team? I played on a boys' team up until midget. Oh, that long, eh? Yeah. Okay. Was that, like, did you get picked on and stuff, or how was it hard to fit in sometimes? Uh, no. Like, most of the boys were, like, very accepting of it, and they were good. Yeah. All right. And then what about the decision to come to the, to the U of A? Was that your, your dream, or you recruited, or tell me about it? 
Um, well, I actually tried out for Howie for Team Alberta the year he coached, so two years ago now. And um, he asked me if I wanted to like come on the team, and I decided about in the summer of grade 11 that this was the school for me. Like I wanted to stay kind of close to home. I really enjoyed the schooling. Like the Pandas just seemed like a great team, and I'm really glad I chose it because it's a great group of girls. Yeah. Lindsay, what about you? Where are you from? I'm from Chelsea, Quebec. From Chelsea, Quebec. So you speak French? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on your Twitter account, so I had to I had to ask. So yeah. how come is that is it a is it an English community or what's the deal? Um it's pretty much fifty fifty. Both my parents are English. I was born in Ottawa. We just moved across the river from Ottawa to just outside of Gatineau, because um, my dad works in Gatineau. Okay, and what about you? When did you start playing hockey? Um, I didn't start play, playing competitive until my first year of Adam, but I grew up playing on outdoor rinks and had one in my backyard, and that started as early as the age of four, probably. Wow, were you always a goalie? No, not always. Up until um, my first year midget. My first year midget, I actually played as a player, and then my last two years midget, I confirmed that I wanted to play that well. late in your career so to speak yeah. I mean I know you were still young but I mean yeah. that's what so were you, what put you in the net all of a sudden well I always knew that I wanted to play as a player but I mean as a goalie sorry and um, my parents just we had to drive so far from where I live to actually play games that they didn't want to drive me and have me sit on the bench as a backup goalie mm-hmm. because growing up you you split 50 50 no matter like how good you are um even if you're terrible yeah exactly everyone gets to play like minor hockey so um they had me suit up as a player because it just made more sense and i think that actually like helped me in my game as a goalie later all, on. all right so you're from so you're from quebec so how did the u of a get on your radar um i played a year in montreal um for Lac St. Louis, and just from that, I played on the team that... Sorry, is that a college, or...? Um, no, it's just a midget double-A league. Okay, midget team, okay. Yeah, um, and so I, I played that, and I made this online, like, profile, hockey profile, and the recruiter at the time, he, like, saw me on there and saw my st- statistics and just gave me a call, and they had two openings, I was lucky enough, the year I came in, so they were bringing in two rookie goalies, so that was a big factor for my decision, because I wanted to go somewhere where I would have the chance to play right off the bat all right can you can you stick around till the top of the hour i have more questions sure Lindsay <laughs> post sure. in studio goaltender for the u of a pandas hockey team taylor kazama defenseman for the u of a pandas she got the national winner Lindsay was the mvp of the tournament they brought back gold from it was napany yeah napany on ontario at uh, u sports nationals on the weekend this is inside sports on 6 30 chet This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Ched. There's Cam Talbot, popular player right now for your Edmonton Oilers. Oilers at Ducks tomorrow. My name is Reed Wilkins. The Flames lost tonight 4-2 in Washington, so they stay back of Edmonton in the standings. I'm pleased to be joined by two players from the national champion U of A Pandas hockey team. On defense, Taylor Kazama from the goal crease, Lindsay Post. Thanks again for coming in. Yep, no problem. Got a text here from Sean who says, I love how humble these ladies are. Don't change. Do you consider yourself humble? You're sounding humble, obviously. <laughs> I would say so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our whole team, I think, <laughs> is like that. Yeah. How many fifth years like you, Lindsay, that that was it for them on the weekend? Um, me, Sasha Lutz, and Megan Eady. So just the three of us. Oh, so the team should be good again next year. Yeah. <laughs> 
And did you play goal most of the time, or did, was it a split situation for you? Yeah, this year we split pretty much up until the end. Me and Dana Owen, um, she was injured a little bit in the first half, so I got a few more games than she did, but yeah. For so she'll time, be fine in net. Oh, yeah. Everything's 100% good. 100% confident. Yeah. Howie's okay at coaching. He did an okay job. Yeah. He's pretty you good. won in spite of him? I guess he's above average. <laughs> or despite him. <laughs> there, there you go. Um, Lindsay, you're wearing a very special sweater. Yeah. It's a it's a green uh, sweat not not a hockey sweater like an actual. It's a wool sweater. Wool sweater with a large uh, gold A on it and a single gold armband on the left arm. Tell us the uh, I I know the answer, but I want you to tell tell everybody the significance of this. Okay, well this is a block A sweater. You get it after your third year of playing on the varsity team. Um, if you're a transfer student from say the states or something, then you get it after your second year. Um, it just symbolizes like pretty much being a UVA athlete and all that the commitment it takes to be one. And yeah, it's it's a very proud item to own I, I've seen them presented to to U of A players and what was what's really cool is when you attend a, a U of A event you will see people in the stands wearing these block A sweaters and those are alumni who come to watch the games and wear the block A sweater and I was at the men's volleyball final on the weekend and saw several former Golden Bear volleyball players proudly wearing the block A sweater and, and and cheering on the Golden Bears volleyball team. Are you emotional about this, Lindsay? Um, like a little bit. Just thinking about our alumni as like our Pandas alumni hockey team, they're incredible. They surprised us after we got off the bus this this time. They surprised us in our dressing room with just streamers and balloons everywhere. Maybe a couple bottles of champagne because we didn't get to have that when we were in Kingston. And they just, they make you feel so loved and like you're part of a family even when you graduate. That's incredible. I didn't mean to make you choke up a little bit, but I, I wanted you to talk about the, the block A sweater and that, uh, Taylor, it's just your first year in the team, but do you feel that connection to the alumni already? Uh, yeah, I feel like because they're always supportive. They always want to be involved in what we do and like they're just an amazing group of alumni and like how much support and like everything they want to do for us is just unbelievable so Lindsay, are you going to be going to games next year and next year yeah if i stick around in edmonton i still am uncertain about what i'm going to do as a graduate from the university of alberta but hopefully i'll figure it out and definitely if i'm in edmonton i'll for sure be in the stands for definitely a couple games tell everybody what your degree is in it's in recreation sport and tourism and uh, taylor what about you um, well, I'm in that program. Well, I know you're, yeah, you're don't, not done yet after one year, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to be switching to education next year, so. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, who would you, what age range would you like to teach? Uh, Do you know secondary. yet? Secondary. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so what was the, what's, well, Lindsay, I'll ask you in the past tense, I guess, what's been the best part of representing the U of A as an athlete? That's a really tough question. <laughs> um, I think just it's the atmosphere and just like the love and like the like everything that has to do with like being a student athlete like playing games having like your whole team supporting you no matter what the team this year we had so much like love love for each other and we always like believed in each other and just having so many like 27 like best friends that you can like talk to like any time of the day they're always there for you that's the biggest part about being 
like a hockey player you just have a solid group of girls that are always there for you taylor what about you after one year um after this one year i've got 27 new best friends and like you can go up to anyone on the team talk about anything and you'll know they'll be there for you they know we all believe in each other we all trusted each other and i think that's why we were so successful this year is we just we had that connection which is sometimes tough to come by but yeah how, how did you I'll, I'll start with you taylor how did you especially for you being your first year how did you handle the uh, the academic workload with the athletic workload because it's a st- it's a step up from high school is it not yeah it definitely is well uh the first semester went a little it was a little bumpy waters but i made it made it through <laughs> second semester still see still i feel bumpy. like i've asked a whole bunch of questions <laughs> that have made you uh, um, more emotional than you want it to be <laughs> yeah it's it's tough for sure like you just gotta make sure you're either getting ahead or at least staying like same pace as everyone else right because it's easy to fall behind when you're traveling a lot and missing a lot of classes like this past week missing all those classes really puts a toll on the school work do your classmates know you play for the pandas hockey team um they usually do i think yeah. they figure it out after a while hoodie every day for the past like <laughs> five years so, <laughs> so have you gone to class since since you got back from nationals because you traveled yesterday right yeah yesterday we got back so we missed classes on Monday. I personally, as a fifth year, don't have classes on Tuesdays or Thursdays. Right. So, Taylor, were you the toast of all your classes today? I was a good student. It went to one out of two. <laughs> one out of two. And But when you walk in, were people, like, cheering and stuff? No. No? You're too, Nobody. You're I don't think humble. anyone knew. Oh, no. people knew? Come on! <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're surprised that people actually don't really even know the name of the sports teams that you're on yeah. sometimes. They're... What do you mean? Like, I mean, it depends on which class. So, like, if you're in, like, any of the phys ed faculty classes, people know, and there's athletes in your class and everything, but you're, if you're taking, like, a woman in gender studies class or, like, even, like, a psych or social class, like, people don't... So there's a different concentration of yeah, sports, fan, different exactly. level of interest, I, I suppose, huge, depending, yeah. It's a huge university that, like, some people just don't pay attention to sports which we obviously don't really understand. Right. But it's true. Some people don't really realize that there are student athletes around them who miss classes like that. Well, you represented the school incredibly well. Congratulations again on the uh, national gold. I know you're wearing your, your medals here. Uh, Lindsay, you have a great Twitter handle, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, I have to give credits to that to Brad Hamilton, the media man. At Off the UV. Post 33. <laughs> yeah. Your last name is Post. And uh, Taylor Kazama, what, yours is T A Y K E Z A M A 2. Like the number 2. Like the number 2, not T O O. Yeah. Enjoy this week. Just enjoy the championship. Great job, and thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thank you, thank you for having me. Taylor Kazama, Lindsay Post from the national champion U of A Pandas hockey team. Calgary loses in the NHL 4-2 to the Washington Capitals. Minnesota still up 1-0 on San Jose. Seven minutes left in the second period. The Oilers will play the Ducks tomorrow. We have it for you on 6.30, Ched. Face-off show at 6.30. The game will start at 8. We'll have a half-hour edition of Inside Sports from 6 to 6.30 with Eskimos legend Warren Moon scheduled to join us. Thanks to our guests besides the uh, pandas in studio. You heard from Jerry Muse, the president of the Chinook Hockey League. 
Jasper Place Rebels senior girls basketball coach Lauren Green, Ryan Marsh, assistant coach for the Oil Kings, and Gene Principe traveling with the Oilers was on the show as well. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports. The studio producer this evening is Warren Mulvey. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.